What's happening, guys? We are back for another episode of Talking Paranormal. I don't know about you, Matt, but I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, We talk a lot about the crazy things that happen in the wilderness, in the forests, particularly in the United States of America. But we both know that there's mysterious disappearances all over the world. Um, The funny thing about it is... It's not really funny. It's more shocking. In the United States alone, every year, 600,000 people end up missing. Now, a large majority of them are found, whether alive or dead. But there's still tens of thousands, tens of thousands of cases that remain open. And within those number of cases, there is a pretty large amount of people that go missing in our national parks. Some never to be seen again. Many disappearances are under strange circumstances. And some of these people that end up missing end up being found under mysterious circumstances. So it begs the question, you know, what's happening to these people, specifically the ones that are disappearing forever, never to be found again, leaving no trace evidence behind. Um, it, there's just so much weirdness surrounding these mysterious disappearance, this, these mysterious disappearances. Um, one thing that I thought was shocking and a lot of people may or may not have heard of this gentleman in his research, but his name is David Politis and he does the missing 411 books. And for a long time, he was a Bigfoot expert and researcher and ended up, uh, falling into this whole whirlwind of missing people in national parks. And to make a long story short, he's tried to get through um, FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act. He tried to get lists of all the missing people that have ever gone missing in national parks around the country and basically was denied. Or it was so hard for him to get access to these materials. Like they made the price way too much that no, no reasonable human could afford, you know. And uh, he started paying attention to where all these cases were happening. And he started creating a map showing all the different clusters all over the United States. And if you look at the map, and we'll show it later, it is insane. So when we talk about the thousands of people that go missing every the hundreds of thousands of people, and then you find out, oh, so many of them have been found, like well over, we'll call it 92% to 95% just to be safe but there's still you know what's five percent of six hundred thousand people you know and then you talk about tens of thousands of people and then it has to be hundreds if not thousands of people that still go missing in the wilderness under strange circumstances so we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show i've queued up some videos for later that kind of give a little bit more of a background and uh, tell a strange story or two about the missing people. 
yeah. just because I thought there's one guy on TikTok that is going hard into the research and I like a lot of his content. So I pulled about four of his videos just to kind of give these people um, another like, I don't know, a good background of what's going on. Drop some um, knowledge. Yeah, drop a little bit of knowledge and just kind of get you familiar with a little bit more than what I've said so far. But uh, it it's interesting, and it's almost as if there's a conspiracy theory somewhere here with the U.S. government not wanting people to find out about what's happening in these national parks. So that's what we're talking about. Matt, what, what do you think is going on? Just on the surface, do you think it's something paranormal, or do you think these people are getting eaten by bears, or what? Well, I mean, I do know government employees, especially park rangers and stuff like that, aren't allowed to comment on anything supernatural. <laughs> like, it's just, period, they can't. Um, and so I also know that a bear will eat you. I don't care what anybody says. Like, you hear the stories, like, I used my binoculars and I fought off that grizzly. Cool. You are the luckiest person on the planet because that grizzly tackled a moose like an hour ago. Um. So, I mean, man, there's definitely something weird going on. I'll say that much. Um, the fact that so many of these missing cases overlap with cave systems. Yeah, we're like, talking about that. Like the oh my god, the map is insane. So yeah, we're yeah. gonna cover that for sure. So I mean. Did they just wander into a cave and get lost? And that's just, they just happen to disappear around there. Did they fall into a sinkhole? I mean, that shit just opens up in the middle of the city anymore. And, and yeah. like swall swallows your Mercedes. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's really interesting, Matt, and you talked about predation and, and bears and, uh, you know, the first instinct of a reasonable person would be, oh, they're probably getting you know, ripped apart by mountain lions and stuff. Yeah. A lot of these cases on this map that we're going to show later tonight do not account for cases that are possible or proven cases of predation. That's the insane part about this map. Once you see it, you go, oh, this map is strictly the disappearances that have happened under mysterious circumstances. Nothing yeah. that has to do with bears or predation, no blood. And here's a really crazy, crazy fact. Cause a lot of these, uh, I would, I would think a majority of these people have had search parties like search and rescue heading out to try to find out what happened. To them. Jesus. Find them. What are you doing? I'm on, <laughs> I'm on my show. <laughs> I'll take care of it in a minute, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Sitting here talking about scary shit, and you're sticking up on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, you scared me, dude. That, that is not cool. I just, I just barely heard something turn around, and my mom <laughs> is standing there like... <laughs> Can you put this on the charger? <laughs> I hope I didn't scare her because I jumped hard. Oh, my God. You scared me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, finally, something happened on camera. <laughs> oh, man. God, that is funny. Um, Whew, I need to go back and see that footage sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, that was good. That was good. Oh, it legitimately scared me. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I was saying was, uh, you know, there are search and rescue parties that go and try to find these people to rescue them. Right. And some of them have search parties with dogs, like tracking dogs. And these dogs cannot pick up a scent or no, the trail right. goes cold. That is crazy. And they use grid searches and everything. Like they do it like by the book and they don't turn up a single trace of the, in the area they went missing. That's the wild part. And in some of the cases they do the search grid and then they end up finding the person in a place they had already searched previously. Like they just appeared out of nowhere. They, they check the same area one more time and there they are. Like just yeah. magically. Absolutely insane. But we have some other videos to cover before we get somewhat deeper into that subject. So let's go ahead and fire up some videos. This first video is a Bigfoot video. Now, I don't think we've covered this one before. Of course, it was filmed on a potato and it's yeah. black and white. Super questionable, but I thought it was worth playing on the show. So here we go. Check this out. Very so, short. <laughs> it is looks short, like a suit. <laughs> so I mean, the steps are short. Yeah. Like they're and it's kind of like waddling. I mean, yeah. the arms, the arms are right, the right length, like we've yeah. talked about. But Pretty I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of waddling. I mean, maybe it just had to poop. I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty thick suit. The way it was waddling makes me a little suspicious. One more, one more time, one more time, please. Let's check it out one more time. Okay, I take back the waddle. It actually had a decent step, but I mean, it wasn't a very long stride like we'd expect. No. One thing that really was compelling to me was I was looking at it and I was like, gosh, it looks very similar to the Patterson-Gimlin film um, as far as the way the head and neck attach to the back. Like, it's, it appears to have some pretty big traps. Yeah. Um, and is very thick, and the arms are long. Yeah, um, considerably long. And we've talked about that before, that uh, one dead giveaway for fakes is that the human arms are on average 16 percent shorter than your legs. So when you see a creature and the legs are way long and the arms are nowhere near that long, then you can pretty much guarantee it's a fake. But, you know, unless this is a highly sophisticated suit, which it very well could be. But I, I don't know. Let's, let's watch it one more time. I want you guys to pay attention to the glutes on this thing all the way up to the traps. It looks thick. And I, I feel like I can see some muscle, but, you know, it is one of those grainy, grainy videos. So let's just check it out one more time and uh, we'll see what uh, we think. I'm still saying not real, but it was walking better than I thought it was. Okay. Like it, it almost like it moves like a gorilla would walking upright. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, and almost everything we've seen up until this point, the arms are swinging. I mean, they're swinging and just moving. 
Mm. And that thing's like walking, like holding stuff like a gorilla would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, just, I don't feel. I don't feel like it's real. Yeah. Um. If anything, it's one of the better suits that I've seen. Yes. Uh, I wish we could see it from the front because the faces, and that's that's kind of where I get suspicious. Whenever I can't see the thing from the front, because if you're talking about faking a suit in today's day day and age, the hardest part, I believe, would be to fake the face because so many people have seen this thing and the people that have really seen these Bigfoot will know what they're looking at. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like when I showed the guy the supposed Bigfoot skull that uh, Coyote Peterson found and yeah. he immediately said, oh, it's bullshit. I said, yeah. why would you say that? And he said, because I've seen this thing and I've seen its face and it looked nothing like a gorilla. And that thing clearly has a muzzle like a gorilla does. I'm telling you right now, I base all the footage now if it's a, if there's a face shot, I based it off that tent video. I'm like, if yeah. it doesn't look like that, I'm out. If it looks like <laughs> that, it might be real. Yeah, definitely. This next video is super compelling to me. I don't even know what to make of it. Uh, it could be fake, but it's definitely it's strange as hell. And I don't believe we've played this one on the show or anything like this one. But I don't believe that this is the only footage like this that exists. I can't wait to hear what Matt's opinion is on this one. Check this out. All right, everybody sees me walking. I'm walking. Look. This plane isn't moving. It's not moving. But it sounds like it's moving. Thoughts, Matt? I have an answer. Perfect. Let's hear it. So what that is, is the headwind is literally matching the same airspeed as the airplane's pulling itself. So it's literally just stuck. Oh. That's a real phenomenon. Like, you, like you'll see a bird flying. Yeah. And if they're flying into a headwind and they get stuck. They're just sitting there flapping their wings. The same thing happens to airplanes. No shit. Especially those small single engine jobs. They yeah. Into it. They run into a strong headwind and they uh, they get stuck. That's interesting because I've never seen a commercial jetliner do that. They're also 30,000 feet in the air. They're also way up and they're also putting out a hell of a lot more power. But the yeah. little single job planes, yeah. they're flying low. They're down in the actual wind. Okay. And yeah, they hit a headwind and it's matching the airspeed. They're not going anywhere. It's literally cool. just holding them in place. Uh, I'm glad that you had an answer for me because I was like, it would have to be CGI because the the wind is going. You can hear it. The wind is going in the trees. And here's this plane and it's pulling something. And it makes sense that it's a headwind. But I really couldn't see the thing that it was pulling. I would expect it to be like floating around. But if, if it's, it's strong if enough it's headwind. Hard, if it's strong enough headwind to hold it in place, yeah. it's going to look just like that plane's actually moving. Wow. It's just, it was just a banner. So I mean, but yeah, that's 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 the answer to that one. That's that's real. I wonder how the guy gets out of that situation because if he's eventually just... the wind dies down, eventually you get a break in it and you can actually turn. But if you're like you're in that and don't and haven't experienced it before, it can be really dangerous trying to turn out of it because it'll yank your plane. Oh, wow, wow, that's scary as fuck. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, all right, either this is bullshit or it has a logical explanation because if it didn't. We would hear about that shit all the time, or something. Yeah, no, that's a real, that's a real occurrence. Okay, okay cool. I'm, I'm super glad, and that's why we have this show. Um, very cool. Um, this next one, this is another Bigfoot video. This one's kind of interesting. It's a very short, 
um, when you see the the creature, it's so short that it's hard to, you know, you only get a brief glimpse of it. But it was interesting enough. And like I've said before, I like a story being told for the video. And this one's kind of got a funny story. So listen and check this thing out. Disease, but out of all the diseases, I think you got the best one. could be an adolescent i mean it's definitely not bulky no, um i was thinking juvenile myself it could be an adolescent or it could be ninja steve getting ready to take those guys out for wearing <laughs> scarves while riding a side by side to the woods it could be ninja steve i, I had watched the video a couple times <laughs> i didn't know what exactly what he was talking about and he was talking about alcoholism as a disease and he's saying if that's the disease you got you got the best one because you can go to bars and drink and then he's like and if you meet a woman <laughs> who is also an alcoholic, then you both share the same disease, <laughs> um, which is crazy. But uh, I, I found it interesting. I, I don't really, you know, the tree pushed over in the road or whatever. Yeah, that happens all the time. The top of it being snapped off. I'm not taking that into account at that all. That was a fellow side-by-sider that took it and changed yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but the creature running, that, that was just interesting to me. It could have been a setup video, but... I don't know. I think if you're going to set something up, you want to get a little bit better footage. Well, so, now you've told me what he was talking about, because I wasn't listening to where he said. Um, now that you told me what he was talking about, um, no, that was just his sponsor trying to catch up to him. <laughs> yeah, right. Get back here. Get back here, I man. Thought, we got to get back on the I steps. Thought, I thought you quit smoking, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, if anything, it's an adolescent, but I mean. I just don't. I, I, I can't imagine a Bigfoot would be chasing them. You know what I mean? Well, no, uh, definitely not. Not with how much in the stories you hear. The only time they get they try to race traffic is if they're crossing a road. Yeah. Besides, besides that, they freeze or go away. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. Maybe he hasn't been trained <laughs> or raised properly. I mean, again, adolescence. But, it could be an adolescent. So who knows? Could be. Yeah, he might. Uh, you know, putting myself in the shoes of a Bigfoot or lack of shoes, putting myself in the feet of a Bigfoot. Uh, if I see that thing, that machine running or uh, driving towards me in the area that I'm in, I might take off. Maybe the thing was taking off running, but uh, and maybe taking the path of least resistance, maybe going the opposite direction or to its left would be harder terrain. So maybe he's just running through the easiest terrain to get through fast but you gotta realize so, but you gotta also remember these things are the master of their domain so true. like what we would deem hard terrain is a minor inconvenience for them yeah sure i, I mean and people oh. talk about when they see these things they frequently go where they know we'll have a hard time following they don't run along yeah. beside us 
Yeah, it's really hard to say. I wish, like like all of them, I wish the clip was a little bit longer so we could get a little bit better of an idea. Um, the only other thing would be, I don't know how they don't notice someone or something running alongside him, especially the guy with the camera. Well, the guy with the camera, it, it's probably a cell phone. And he's probably just holding it up, recording this guy talking, and he's looking over here. That could very well be. Because, I mean, if you look, he's not really pointing at anything. He's just kind of like, so he's he's probably just recording the ride and talking. That's true. Okay. Um, We'll go ahead and chalk that one up to fake. This next video is another interesting one. I've never seen anything like this. I don't know if it was man-made or what the case may be, but it is definitely interesting. If I was in the wilderness and I stumbled upon this, I would be freaked the hell out so check this out matt i can't wait to hear what you have to say about this one what the hell does somebody really build that thing and for what so the problem the problem we will run into with using TikTok videos, is some dipshit will find a video and they'll be like, "We got sensationalized." Oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Sensationalize um, it. Yeah, there we go. Um, so I mean, literally, the guy could have been just showing like a, it's a video of a guy showing something <laughs> on his property. Yeah. And he's just like, "And this is where we hide. We we made this so it's natural looking, but this is where we have this thing." And they just literally cut out the part of the video where it looks like the guy's finding it. <laughs> and just says it, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So I mean, that one I've seen it several times. And Have like, you? That, yeah, I've seen it several times. Okay. And I've never, I've never tried to dig into the backstory of it because I mean, the guy's so nonchalant that yeah. li- literally, I mean, I'm like, okay, this guy knows what this is. It's not like he just discovered it. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to figure out how the hell we would make that thing. You know, if that is legitimate rock. Um, the rocks underneath the structure look like they were placed there. I, I, I don't know if this is like... It's not made out of rock. It's a fake rock on those gates. On the gates, sure. Yeah, on the gates, that's a fake rock. Like, uh, look up, in your free time, look up um, Universal Rocks. <laughs> okay. Look them up. Oh, dude, they're legit. They're so legit. Um, they build rocks for, like, aquariums and stuff like that. But, I mean, they literally look like you're sitting here with a boulder and you can just pick it up and walk off with it. Interesting. I just imagine that it's a lot if if okay, if the door is fake or the gates are fake, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. If the rest is real rock, you know, it takes some pretty serious machinery to get a you know, space like that dug into the thing, right? I mean, I mean, for sure, but I mean, look at the tunnels, look at like any anything, I mean anything can be done with the right amount of time and and want to, you know. So I mean, it could, like I said, it could be something from, it could have been chiseled out and smoothed out over many years, and it's just honestly just a little hidey hole to store something. Interesting. I want to watch it one more time because it looks like yeah. it was pretty deep too. It's just super strange to me. Um, even if somebody was like, "Oh, dude, check out this cool little spot that I built in the side of my rock," I'd be like. How the fuck did you do that, dude? <laughs> like, yeah. It's definitely interesting. Let's watch it one more time. And then, like I said, we have four videos that kind of get you prepped for the main topic of the show. And hopefully we'll be able to keep it tight around an hour tonight. We'll see. 
But uh, let's play this one one more time. So that part looks like it's finished in concrete. And then the rocks on the gates, you can literally see the frame that the material is put on. So, I mean... I did like see I, the frame. Like I said, I, th I feel like it's just a storage area or an exit or like a overflow for something. Not necessarily hmm. a secret. Oh, I mean, sure, it's a secret tunnel. But, I mean, like now I'm going to want to try to research and find the backstory for the stuff. Yeah. Because... I just thought it was strange. I was like, why would somebody do that? No, I, I mean, wish, for real. I wish we knew. Because like, I do believe, and I'm not saying that this is government involved at all, but I do believe that people have discovered weird government facilities in the middle of nowhere, yeah. um, which is super interesting. So I, I, I really wish we had the backstory and some context to what this thing is. I just want some answers, but um, I mean, there's people, there's a uh, retired missile silos for sale in Kansas. So, I mean, you know, yeah. maybe he bought sure. something, maybe he bought a government retired government facility and he's like, look at the weird shit they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, very interesting. Okay. We've got about four video. Uh, we have four videos and about four minutes worth of footage here, or roughly four minutes. Um, let's let's power through these four videos and then uh, we'll give our thoughts. Okay. Absolutely. Every year, dozens of people go missing in the national parks. Most of them are found, but some of them are not, and they go missing under baffling circumstances. I'm Aiden Madison. In the next 45 seconds, I'm going to tell you exactly what the Missing 401 profile is. There are several key points to this. One is that people go missing near water. They also go missing near boulder fields. A lot of these cases involve a significant elevation change. For some reason, berry shrubs are very commonly found near the location. Sudden weather changes are common, as are the inability of dogs to actually discover a scent of the missing person. The point of separation usually involves one of these aspects, of course. As well, when remains are found, they are often missing clothes, or clothes are found where no remains are found. In many of these cases, children are the ones going missing. And when remains are found, there is no discernible cause of death. Factors that will rule out a missing 401 investigation include signs of predation, suicidal intent, mental health issues, the intent to disappear, intentional crime, or drowning. That's it. That's the video. Check out our full video on it. This is one of my favorite maps. Not, not because it's a good map, because it's really a terrible map when you think about it. That's horrifying. But because it, it fits with the, the theory that I've come up with here. So what do we know about the flesh pedestrian? Well, we know that they live out in the forests, they probably inhabit caves, and they hunt people who are alone or in small groups off of trails. A lot of these cave systems are in national parks. National parks are controlled by the U.S. government. The U.S. government is known to hide things that we are not ready to hear from the people. You've got all sorts of Native American legends about things that live in the forests and hunt people and stalk you. We've got over 1,200 completely unexplained disappearances related to the national parks. There are national parks in all 50 U.S. states. Some of the largest cave systems are located in the Appalachian and Rocky Mountains. And the federal government has insisted that they get to manage this, not the state governments, the national one. What's the Park Service covering up? Fuck it, I'm doing a part two because my conspiracy theory goes deeper. So back when the National Park Service was first founded as the U.S. Forest Service in the early 1900s, I think Teddy Roosevelt wasn't just trying to preserve wildlands. I think this guy who was an avid hunter, an avid outdoorsman, knew something was out there. And I think the National Park Service is a cover to try and keep whatever is out there under wraps. 
to try and control it, to do search and rescue operations when people go missing without letting on that there is something out there that defies all we know about evolution, about culture, about human you know, society. Because if there is some apex predator, something bigger and badder than humans that we can't explain, that's gonna freak people the fuck out. And I think this because in the 1960s, the Green Berets got involved in a search and rescue case in a national park. Why the fuck would you get Green Berets involved? Green Berets are some badass motherfuckers. You think they're gonna bring them out just because some kid wandered off the reservation? Nah, man, they know something's out there and they're covering it up using our park service. The park superintendent just raised his hand and said, guys, it's pointless. I've worked here 40 years. So Mr. Ballin's great, and this is a great video. All his videos are great. He is easily one of my favorite YouTubers. He's how I learned more about Missing 411. But I don't think he's emphasizing the right part here. That last bit of the video, the park ranger tells everyone, despite the child giving a very good description of this cabin, exactly where they would find it, the guy in charge of the park tells them all, despite having very clear directions to where they're going, oh, it's pointless, you know, I've worked here 40 years, there's nothing there. What does that sound like? That sounds like so many other stories where somebody disappears and the park rangers won't talk about it. The government won't answer FOIA requests. The feds come in and they scare off journalists. Random areas of the parks get closed for no conceivable reason. And almost every single time, it has to do with somebody who has disappeared under completely unexplainable circumstances. There is something out there, the park service knows about it, and it is being hidden from us. Okay. I want to share a screen really quick. So, I was going to pull up a graphic of just the map, because I wanted people to get an idea of... Because it was kind of just a short glimpse of the map, but you saw all the yeah. dots. Okay. So I ran into, and I hate this website with a passion, but I ran into Snopes. Oh, and, here we go. <laughs> and I thought it was interesting what they were writing. So I'm going to go ahead and read it off and show you how typically Snopes will prove something's, prove something's false really quick. This was interesting to me because I thought for sure they were going to find a way to uh, you know, squash this, but um, they didn't. So. This is Snopes. <clears throat> Does map of missing persons in United States match up with cave systems? With some additional context, this coincidence doesn't seem quite as spooky. I still think it's spooky no matter what. But they try to they try to um, kind of soften the blow a little bit, but I don't think they did a very good job. So the claim is a comparison of two maps shows how most people in the United States seem to go missing near cave systems. So it's a mixture of what's true is a few similarities exist between a map of mysterious cases of missing persons and a map of cave systems in the United States. What's false? However, this is not a map of all people who have gone missing in the United States. It's focuses on, it focuses on so-called strange disappearances that occurred near national parks. Data from the bottom map was overlaid on, top, on the top to make the coincidence seem stronger. And lastly, correlation does not imply causation. Um, Thanks, Lawyer Dan. Right. So the top map shows the mysterious cases of people that have vanished without a trace, and the bottom shows America's largest cave systems. So as you can see, there is some pretty heavy overlay. Now, they go into the black dots because this map has been altered from the original David Politis map where he has mapped out all the cases of mysterious disappearances. And keep in mind, he's completely filtered out all the ones that can be easily explained or ones of people that have 
you know, contemplated suicide or wanted to go missing and things like that. So the map still is showing all the mysterious disappearances, which number over a thousand. Um, So it goes on to say this may seem like an eerie coincidence at first glance, but when we take a closer look at where the maps originated and what they purportedly showed, the comparison seemed overstated. For starters, the top map is not an exhaustive list of every missing missing person in the United States. No shit, that would be an even bigger map with over 600,000. Yeah. Um, If you notice, the map doesn't show any missing persons in large metropolitan areas like Detroit, Michigan. No shit, we're talking about missing people in cave systems. This is how Snopes works, in case you didn't know. These fuckers. Uh, That's because it was created with the focus on people who mysteriously vanished in remote areas, specifically near national parks. No shit. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And and because national parks are home to nearly 5,000 caves, these two maps, not surprisingly, have some similarities. The original map of missing persons was created by David Politis, a former detective and current Bigfoot hunter for his missing 411 book series. The, The version of the map on his website shows a series of orange dots surrounded by various color markings but it doesn't feature the hundreds of black dots shown on the viral map above. It appears that someone simply took the cave dots from the bottom map and overlaid them onto the missing persons map. This may just explain why the two maps look so similar. That's the original map. And that is the map below of the cave systems. It still coincides. It still coincides. What the fuck are they talking about? And it's still an ungodly amount of people that have gone missing. Yeah. So they're just like blown over that fact. And I'm like, do you know how how colored that map would be if it was every person that's gone missing ever in the United States? Right. (laughs) Insane. And then he goes on to say some parallels can still be drawn between the two maps. After all, Politis was mapping people who mysteriously vanished near national parks, which are home to thousands of caves. But the similarities are not as clean. Bullshit. (laughs) Um as noted above, the people map is not a, the people map is not an exhaustive list of all missing persons in the United States. The National Missing and Unidentified Persons System reports that nearly six hundred thousand people go missing every year. Many of these cases are resolved with the persons being found alive and well, but tens of thousands of individuals will remain missing for more than a year. The vast majority of these missing persons cases are not counted on this map. It's still a pretty littered map, if you ask me. Yeah. The above displayed map only shows what Politis calls 411 cases or cases Politis has deemed as having strange circumstances. This could this could be a case involving dogs that failed to pick up a scent, people who were found with missing clothing items, or cases involving people who traveled unusual distances after they were last seen. Um, <laughs> the skeptical inquirer took a deeper look into Politis's 411 cases. And while the Inquirer found that Politis's work involved real cases of missing people, no shit, many of the so-called strange circumstances had plausible explanations. Okay, here we go. These are the plausible explanations. Politis has classified over 1,440 missing person cases under the four, missing 411 label. At its core, missing 411 is the vague claim that something unusual is occurring related to deaths and disappearances in national parks. The concept has been steeped in a milieu of conspiracy and the supernatural as Politis frequently appears on paranormal oriented radio shows and podcasts to discuss it. They're demonizing people like us, Matt. Yeah. um, That question the narrative. (laughs) A forthcoming documentary appears to be in the works as well. I've been unable to ascertain the meaning of 411. (laughs) Idiot. Because he didn't look deep enough into it. I can only speculate that it's slang synonym synonym for information, although missing info isn't much better of a moniker. So he's talking shit now. (laughs) 
I was finding these cases to be fairly mundane until I arrived at the hiker's disappearance. Following a deadpan factual reporting of the details, Kaleidos quotes a local person saying cryptically that, according to local legend, beings called Lemurians lived underneath Mount Shasta. Maybe the Lemurians got Carl. The text is decorated sparsely with this and other head-scratching non-sequiturs. For example, in the last case of my brief audit, brief audit, a woman named Amy disappears while exercising. Her body was never recovered, but her wristwatch was found in a riverbed years later. Politus points out that years after that, a woman named Anne disappeared from the same place. He felt the need to point out that both of their names start with A, and their first names only had three letters. I can only presume Politus is open to the possibility that some nefarious Batman villain is at work in this area. Beware the three-lettered killer. Um, that whole thing pisses me off because the guy just picked and chose. And the thing that he hasn't looked into is that all these cases have coinciding mysteries facts. and yeah. facts and correlations between them. Not he's just he's just picking the craziest sounding ones. Yeah. Um, and we're definitely gonna have a show about Mount Shasta and all the crazy shit that goes on there, by the way. <laughs> um in short, the above displayed maps, one showing people who mysteriously vanished, the other cave systems in the United States do bear a few similarities. However, that's because the missing persons map shows people who have vanished under strange circumstances near national parks, which house thousands of caves and not an exhaustive list of every person currently missing in the United States. So what a complete crock of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. They're missing uh, the point of the whole fucking map. That's what cracks me up. Man, and we, we gotta they... do an episode on Ma uh, Mount Shasta yeah. and the Appalachians, just yeah. in general. Hundred percent, hundred percent. There's all sorts of crazy shit that happens in the wilderness, and the fact of the matter is, no matter which way you slice it, no matter what crazy, kooky, skeptical person you get on the case that does their yeah. research, uh, like if they, when I first heard about David Politis, it was about ten or eleven years ago. And I started listening to every podcast he was on, listening to the little weird parts of cases like he they were finding remains like they would find a shoe <clears throat> with only one bone in it and the rest of the body's missing. They would also find clothes neatly folded and piled and in a stack. Yeah. And they were finding that most of the people that have gone missing were wearing bright colored clothing um, in areas near water. In area, the, another correlation was areas named after devil, devil's river, devil's creek, Diablo Lake, things like that. So there's definitely some interesting correlations. And it pisses me off when a site like Snopes just kind of blows it off and doesn't get to the root facts of the craziness. I, I mean, I don't really believe in coincidences, especially when you have that many. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's not like he just said, okay, this is just a list of all the people that are missing in just the forests. These are all the people that are missing under strange circumstances in the national parks. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're talking about uh, there is government protected land that they will not let you go into. I was watching a Bigfoot show and they're like, yeah, we can't go over there because that's federal land and we can't film over there. And it's like. Man, you know, there's some shit going on in the woods, and I don't think we have I don't think we have any idea of what's really going on over there. Oh know? no, man. I mean, just like the oceans, we don't know. Yep. Um so I 
I don't even know what to think, man. Um, when I first started hearing about this, I knew that Politis was a Bigfoot researcher and that he, as a white man, got involved with the Native Americans. They trusted him and they told him all sorts of crazy stories. Um, and then he stumbled upon this mystery um, after two people that worked for the Forest Service came to his hotel, knocked on his door when he was in the middle of a Bigfoot investigation and basically told him to look into it. And he started looking into it, into these missing people and realized, holy shit, you know, but he couldn't get any help from the government. You know, no. he tried to get the list of missing people. And because he used to be one thing that they failed to mention is that this guy is a retired cop. I yeah. believe he was a detective. So, well, they, they mentioned that's a very good go of it. Oh, did they? Yeah, they said retired detective now turned big. Okay. okay, my bad. Um, they also kind of. I don't know. They were a little, I felt, and it could just be me interpreting it wrong. I felt like it was a little condescending when they threw Bigfoot Hunter in there. <laughs> oh no, it was. It was. They're, they're, they were trying to make him sound insane. Cause like, yeah. that's the point. They're trying to make it sound like there's no way this guy is legit. Um, I will say dialing back to the videos for a second. I love the fact that the guy that was talking about uh, flesh pedestrians knew his, <laughs> knew his shit well enough to use that term. Um, Ex- explain what you know about flesh pedestrians, Matt. Well, the real name has the SW initials, <clears throat> and uh, according to legend, if you talk about them, they will show up, kind of like the one that has the name W. Yeah. Uh, if you talk about it, they will show up, <laughs> and that is proven true throughout everything paranormal and supernatural, because if you're talking about it, that means you're open to it. That means your brain is actively accepting of it. Yeah. Which means, guess what? That veil that keeps us separated from it gets pierced a little bit, and you become more and more exposed to that. <laughs> so I like I like the fact that he wasn't just throwing it around for clout on TikTok. He was actually like, flesh pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I, I wonder how many people understand that. Not many, because not many care. They just like throw around the words like, like, like Harry Potter always walking around going, "Oh, Voldemort, I don't care, I'm not scared." <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So like, so it's it's like that. They like to throw it around like they're not scared. It's for clout. It gets them talked about, and it's just like, but you don't know what you're messing with. You don't know what you're playing with. And and that's the problem is they don't know what they're playing with. They didn't do any research. They saw a video and they're like, "Oh, I'm an expert." <laughs> Let's uh, let's run through some theories real quick. And I, I, there are so many, so I'm curious what your what your opinions are on them, and I'll give you my opinions on them as well. Um, like I said, when I first started hearing about this, I, my first inclination was to go, "Oh yeah, Bigfoot's taking these people." <laughs> you know what I mean? Before I started getting into the nitty gritty yeah. details that were so similar all the way across the board, all the way across the country, in different yeah. parks and in different areas. So. I would say that maybe some of the cases do involve Bigfoot taking people, but I don't yeah. think it's all Bigfoot. I really don't. So in South America, um, there's a predominant legend that Bigfoot will snatch women or their version of Bigfoot will okay. kidnap women to live with them. Not necessarily for like that kind of reason, but they will kidnap people. Sure. And it, they use them as keepers. Like they keep their dens clean and stuff like that <laughs> bastards right <laughs> um so but i mean so i mean there's legends of that but i mean there's 
So, I mean, it very well stands to reason that, yeah, Bigfoot's snatching folks. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, even in Africa, big cats, sometimes you'll see a lioness eat the gazelle and then adopt the baby for a short time. No shit? Yeah, it happens. There's another weird fact that Matt has dropped on us tonight. Yeah, that like if weird. it's a if it's more of a or a leopard because they're more solitary. But I mean, yeah, like a lone lioness will kill eats a gazelle. If there's a baby, sometimes not all the time, but very rare. It's a rare occurrence. They'll adopt a baby for a short time. Interesting. I mean, super short because eventually they get hungry again. But like, it's not like they're keeping a snack around. Like they'll clean it, mother it, and everything. <laughs> they're like you need to get a bit a little bit bigger before i eat your ass <laughs> so i'm guessing but i mean so like it stands to reason that i'm not saying all these cases are bigfoot but i mean bigfoot definitely is involved in some of them i would say okay the next one would be aliens okay yeah people or aliens or extraterrestrials are coming down because and i've heard this crazy conspiracy and i say crazy with love um that a long time ago, the aliens made a pact or an agreement or a contract with the United States government that in exchange for technologies that they had in their possession, that they were allowed to abduct people. They just couldn't make it obvious. So the best way to do that would essentially be to go into the wilderness where people usually would go or would easily go missing and it's easily explainable. Oh, yeah, they fucking got lost or they got eaten by a bear or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense. But I mean, at the same time, I wouldn't call it a pack necessarily. The government's just like, okay, yeah. don't blow us up. Yeah. <laughs> let's see those saucers. Let's see those saucers you're talking about. Yeah. Let's, like, can you, can you let us pop this? <laughs> so you think that's possible too? I think so. I mean, man. Like we say so many times on the show, anything's possible. Yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, it could be. I, it stands to reason. I mean, like, uh, what was that movie? Fire in the Sky. Wasn't that based on a true story? Yeah, Travis Walton. Yep. So I mean, look at that. That's a situation. They're they're they were what loggers? They were loggers. Yeah, he was a. He has an interesting. So Fire in the Sky wasn't exactly factual to what really happened. Um, right. They took a lot of liberties, and Travis Walton was actually on the Joe Rogan Experience, Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay, and his story was a lot crazier. Like he had more interaction with these things um, than the movie showed. Um, yeah. It's definitely an interesting episode. You guys should check it out. I'll, sure. have, to, I'll have to do that. But uh, with the aliens, like anything is possible. It's just it's just weird how so many of these cases are correlated, and when you start breaking them down the amount of cases that have such similar circumstances start becoming, start making you scratch your head going, okay, you know, if these people are going missing all over the country, it can't be a single Bigfoot. I don't really think they work in a, a, a little Bigfoot civilization where they all communicate with each other. I don't think that's the case. Like you're sending a text or like a tweet. LOL got yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> the alien thing kind of made sense to me. Then you can start talking about portals. Are these people slipping into portals? Yeah. Then you have to ask yourself, well, there's children involved, and some of these people have been returned. In fact, one of the stories that got me onto the Bigfoot thing was that one of these children that went missing and was found said that he was basically taken care of 
by I, I forget if he called it a bear man. I don't think he called it a dog man. Speaking of dog man, somebody reached out today to me, Matt. Oh somebody, gosh. Somebody that we both know caught me completely off guard. And this person said, Hey, I have a dog man story. <laughs> and it was out of the blue because I this person asked me for my phone number. I gave him my phone number over Facebook Messenger, and then they sent me a message, you know, a little while later. Hey, this is so and so. I have a dogman story, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because I I find this person to be very credible, and I can't wait. I asked them if they were willing to come on the show, and they said yes. Oh. So we are going to have a guest telling us about a, a dogman encounter, and I, on the surface believe this person to be credible so i'm okay. really excited i'm really excited to uh talk to him it'll probably be in the next couple shows um we got to make sure that we can uh get them on um, at a convenient time for their for their schedule so yeah. hopefully we can get them on on a saturday night at about seven o'clock but um anyways so that's kind of exciting just wanted to let you know about that um so when i heard that and I was like, okay, a child says a bear, a bear man took care of him. I'm like, you know, that sounds like a Bigfoot to me, especially if you're talking about a young kid under five years old, how they would describe a Bigfoot if they've never heard of a Bigfoot. Um, bear man, yeah. Yeah, bear man, right? Um, there's also situations where these people, um, most of the cases I read about were children that not only did they disappear, but when they were found, they were found several miles and several feet uh, thousands, uh, sometimes hundreds of feet up in elevation from where they had gone missing in a short amount of time. And they were not dirty. Yeah. Which is interesting because I'm like, how's a kid going to scale a mountain range, be found and not be dirty at all? You know, you're talking about a kid. My daughter can't walk from her room to the living room without having some sort of mess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Nope. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm like, that is mysterious. It's almost like something picked them up and carried them or, you know, picked them up and dropped them off in a different place. Yeah. So the, the high strangeness involved in these cases is just mind blowing. But I have heard, I think I've said it on the show before. There was that case of uh, the guy who was walking down a trail, looked up and saw basically the atmosphere around him in front of him on the trail was like, almost like water and he walked up to it and stuck his hand through it or his foot through it and it disappeared. He pulled that shit out and took, took off running the other way. Um, so could these people, people's fascination, like in movies and stuff. Oh, is that a portal? <laughs> nope. Throw a stick at it. Yeah. Don't get close to it. Yeah. Throw a stick. <laughs> if the stick disappears. You keep going the other way. Like, freak, I, was this guy white? I guarantee you this guy was white. For sure. I guarantee this guy was white. Oh, man. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Like, I hate it when stereotypes are true. I guarantee <laughs> you a white woman was wandering around the woods and found a baby Sasquatch. She'd be like, your name is now Pedro, and you're coming to live with me. It's funny because on, on Joe Rogan's show, he was talking about the sci-fi show that he had. And on one of his episodes, he said, you want to know who you don't see that hunts Bigfoot? black people and i was like no shit i don't think i've ever seen a black guy hunting bigfoot i wonder what that's all about because they're smart they don't go apparently. in the woods apparently um they know they know where danger is at um but uh it's definitely there's so many different possibilities you know you got oh, yeah. bigfoot aliens portals then 
there was a case where a child was taken and (laughs) this story is crazy and I'll try to retell it the best I can. He was in some sort of cave system and what appeared to be a relative of his, his grandmother, I think, was asking him questions or like ordering him around. And I believe that this being asked this kid to defecate on a piece of paper. And he was like, I don't have to go. (laughs) And he realized that this thing was not actually his grandmother. Yeah. Um, And he was soon returned uh, back to the surface or whatever, um, only to tell this crazy story. So it's like, man, you know, what did he trip into a mushroom field and accidentally eat a mushroom and started tripping balls or what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like what's going on here? So there's so many (coughs) weird weird circumstances but then i started thinking about oh wow it's taken underground into a cave system and there's many shapeshifter yeah there's many theories about there being civilizations underneath us um i mean the two things weird but yeah that i thought that was a little weird detail um i gotta figure out where i where i saw that but i saw that and i was like okay that's weird and if you think about it why would the kid make up something so strange Right, and I mean, kids are strange. Don't get me wrong, but pooping on a piece of paper, like I yeah. don't know, that's a little weird to me. Yeah, um, that's a little weird. But could I they mean, could hey. they have come up with that? Maybe you know, maybe they got a dog at home and it was using those wee wee pads, and it was just stuck in his head that the dog takes poops on wee wee pads. You know, um, uh, yeah. Who knows? Kids are kids say some crazy shit. <laughs> um, but uh, so you got the underground people or whatever they are taking people underground still to me doesn't explain the situations where these people are found um some of these people that are found are too damn scared and traumatized to even talk about what their experience was which is definitely they look like different people even like yeah. they're so traumatized they look completely different yeah or aged even so i don't i don't even know what to think i there's so many different possibilities and the circumstances are so weird and all the connecting dots of, you know, the similarities and the disappearances really have me scratching my head going, I don't think it's all Bigfoot. I don't think it's all aliens. I don't even know what it is. Uh, Another thing that we don't talk about very often is colonies of people that could be, Feral, essentially. Oh yeah, the feral people theory. I love that one, uh, especially in the Appalachians. That's totally believable. Yeah, and that freaks me the hell out. <laughs> A feral civilization of people that decided to just you know screw society and live in the woods. Um, you know, a little breakaway civilization, so to speak. Man, they, if if they're truly a feral society, they've been out there longer than we've been a government. For sure, one hundred percent. And much like what we think about Bigfoot, they're the masters of their domain. They've been out there long enough. They know what the hell to do. Yeah. <laughs> you I know mean, what I mean? I mean, they, I, I mean it, the f- national forest or the federally owned lands themselves are just so vast and empty that if there's a group of people that decided long ago they didn't want to be found and taught their descendants to be scared of outside people or not to be scared of but to avoid they have tons of room to not be bothered. Hmm. That's the thing. Like, 
None of these people, also, one other thing, none of these people were carrying a firearm when they disappeared. Obviously, the children weren't, but there have been adults that have disappeared. Stage draft or get clapped. Yeah. (laughs) Also, another interesting fact is that a lot of these people are either highly educated, have a mental disability, or uh, another correlation is that they're of German descent. Really? Yeah. That's why this that's why this thing on the surface people go missing. Okay, yeah, people go missing. P- hey, people go missing in the wilderness. Yeah, no shit. Hey, here's all the list of the weird shit and then you go, "Holy shit. What is happening?" So, uh fun fun fact since we've been talking about natives and stuff like that. Uh they did not mess with crazy people. They wouldn't harm them. They'd leave them alone. They'd let them either live amongst them or leave them wherever they found them. Um, they believed they were touched by the spirits, and if they were talking to themselves, they were communicating with the spirits. Hmm. So they were called the touched ones, and they were left alone. Interesting. Fun Very fact. Interesting. I, uh, here's another off-the-wall story. I heard that a Native American lady once was kidnapped by Bigfoot and actually was... They copulated... And they had a child, and this child was mentally disabled, and it eventually died a short time later. I know that's a random story, but I thought it was interesting. I mean, good for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But uh, I guess I guess this person, the the child that was conceived was very large, but had some mental issues. Now, were they actual mental disabilities, or was it just, you know? feral and more animalistic than a human being who knows i don't even know if the story is true it's just something i heard along along the way i mean i would think the dna would be too different for it to work out you never know i mean you Um, never know anything can happen but i'm just saying you know going back to the bigfoot thing uh you know when people like oh there's no physical evidence they have found hairs that are unlike any hairs of any known animal in those areas yeah some they do not it. match. They do not match the national yeah. DNA database. Yeah, and when people talk about, oh, where's the evidence? It's like there's some. What are you going to say about that? <laughs> you know, and they they got nothing to say. No. Um, but as far as the missing people, I still don't have a concrete theory. And David Politis, much to his credit, he will not align himself with any of these theories. And most of it involves him just being so blown away by all the weirdness surrounding these things these disappearances so when i hear that I, I don't even know what to think i respect the fact that he leaves you to come up with your own opinion yeah he, he's, he's very here are the facts come mm-hmm. up with what you think yeah and it, it's tough because it's almost like well fuck i don't know what to think man it could be so many different things but the strangeness involved is what is blowing my mind Right. And I, I don't even have, I can't, if you ask me, Chris, what's your theory? Where do you think these people are going? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea. And for some reason, this is not throwing up a red flag for our government, which brings my conspiracy, my conspiracy theory um, antenna up. <laughs> and I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is the government not, you know, cooperating with researchers that are trying to get answers to this shit? I mean, even if they, the government, like the Rangers and the Search and Rescue Service, even if they get involved, it's like, what, a 72-hour period? And they're like, well, we can't find them. Have a great day. And then there's a story about the Green Berets. Why would the Green Berets 
Why would the uh, Green Berets go on a search for a kid? I mean, uh, not just like the Green Berets like getting involved in going to search for the kid. The Green Berets in full combat gear going out to search for a kid. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like they showed up in their boots and went out searching. They showed up in full combat gear and then hit the woods looking for this kid. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you ask me what my what my base theory about this is, is I don't know what's happening to these people, but I do know and or I believe that the government doesn't want us to know what's out in those woods. Oh, which, is, which is scary as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're scary, scare me. Um, oh, it doesn't, Matt. It doesn't. <laughs> look, you turn around, there'd be a scary little white lady standing behind you. <laughs> no, that would definitely uh, scare me. Um, but no, I mean, man, you gotta be. I mean, the world's so messed up and terrifying as it is. It's just like, yeah. and that's the stuff we know about. I mean, I'm not going to worry about what might or not be going bump in the dark as long as it keeps leaving me alone. Um, it's kind of one of those things. I'll worry about it when it's sitting in front of me. Um, sure. Until until then, I don't have the energy or bandwidth to give it the time of day to be scared of it. The problem is, I don't think it's really fear for me. I, I, the problem with me is I have enough bandwidth to give a shit and go, why, did the, why does the government not want us to know the truth about shit like this. What the are they hiding? The government be what? shady as hell. I know, but why? Why? What are they hiding? I, my curiosity is so uh, like it's it's out of control because I'm like I want to know what's happening to these people. Right. You know I mean? So like Theodore Roosevelt, didn't he go out on a hunting hunting trip one time and he came back like almost dead because something got a hold of him? Uh. I know that there was a reported Bigfoot encounter. I don't think that Theodore Roosevelt had it himself, but it was yeah. a credible encounter where somebody was completely mauled by a creature uh, described as what I would, I would call a Bigfoot, but yeah. he was involved in creating yeah. the, the national parks. I mean, he, he was a forerunner for modern conservation. Absolutely. Yes. And so that's a that's a conspiracy theory is that he know or he knew what was going on and he wanted to make sure that he controlled it or, or put a put a lid on it, try to make sure that the American people wouldn't find out. So you have to ask yourself, like with the American people, as far as settlers go, when they started branching out from the East Coast, okay? Mm-hmm. What the hell did they run into? That kept pushing them until they got to the other side and set up shop over there and they started really putting down roots and populating. Like, think about that. Think about that. If they truly did a branch out and just society grows as it goes, we would, like, the East Coast would be nothing but cities up until, like, my state right now. You know what I mean? And their expansion... But they just kept on trucking through hostile land until they got to the other side. It might, it might have just been a case of let's go until we find where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I mean, I mean, it very well could be. But I mean, at the same time, man, there's there's got to be something they ran into. Oh, I wish we I wish we had better accounts. You know what I mean? Um, I wish we had better non-doctored accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that's that's too bad it uh i don't think we'll ever know the actual truth and that bothers the hell out of me <laughs> chris if time travel ever becomes a thing we're going <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's that's gonna be our vacation i was like all right man we're going to wagon training this year <laughs> sign me up dude <laughs> man yeah, that, I'd end up with dysentery. I know it. <laughs> Dude, it's just the shits. Okay? I know. <laughs> we'll be all right. Um, but yeah, I I just <clears throat> the woods are the ocean scares me more, but the woods definitely scare me. I mean the ocean. I mean, did you watch that shark video I sent you today? Yeah, <laughs> dude. <sighs> the the problem with the ocean, and it's always going to be my problem, is I don't know what the hell's down there. <laughs> yeah. So I just operate off of general rule of thumb when I deal with anything nature, supernatural or paranormal, I lump it all in with nature. Is yeah. damn nature you scary? For sure. 100%. Because nature will humble you quicker than anything else. Yeah. <coughs> I That American Crocodile video scared the hell out of me too. I just can't. I can't believe you didn't know about them bastards. I can't believe it. I knew about alligators. I didn't know there was an American crocodile. There sure is. And Those they, angry bastards. They get. Oh, that was a that was a frisky one. That was, uh, <laughs> she was not happy. <laughs> oh, she was happy, man. Those were. That's the language of love. Um, but uh, oh yeah, man, yeah, American crocodiles, American alligators. I just the world is crazy, man. I I can't help but think. Hey, we're lucky. You know what I mean? In Africa, you could look out your front door and there could be a lion there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Man. could you imagine if we had lions here? Like lion lions? But we do have lion lions. We got so mountain we lions. Got, and we got a big we got a big kitty cat. Um not nothing compared to a lion. Give me one second. I gotta look this up real fast. Okay. Average size of American Oh no. Crocodile. I can't remember how big they get. Okay, so average size of a male at full adult is 13 to 16 feet. Jesus Christ. And you didn't know about them. Wow. Um, let's see here. Average size of American alligator. The one you were worried about. 9 to 15 feet for an adult male. So they guess might be about the same size. Um, so they're dinosaurs. That's the thing. It's like, I don't think people like... We are so fortunate that we don't have to, like we can be in our houses and really not worry. But there are things, even in the United States, that can kill the shit out of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? This world is filled with creatures that can kill the shit out of you. <laughs> so the American crocodile ranges from the tip of Texas in the Gulf of Mexico all the way through this they, they range the same as alligators. Um so they range from the tip of Texas all the way up into uh, South Carolina. And then up north, like through Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia. You guys got crocodiles in Arkansas? Yeah, we got crocodiles and alligators. Oh, my God. In South Arkansas, down towards the bayou. Yeah, we... wow. <laughs> um, I, wonder I, mean, if, I wonder if Blake's ever seen an alligator just... Bro, if Blake ain't seen an alligator, I'm revoking his Cajun status because... <laughs> Right, now I gotta ask him. We got a friend named Blake that <laughs> lives in the bayou. <laughs> I mean, if if he ha if he tells us he ain't seen an alligator, I'm telling him he can't bring, bring his jambalaya pot yeah. to, <laughs> to our vacation because 
Yeah, I never, I never talked to him about that. I wonder if he's, and I'm not talking about a zoo or any of that bullshit. I'm talking about in the wild. Have you seen an alligator? I have not in the wild, um, okay. but I've never been that far south in Arkansas. Okay. Um, I'd want to. I'm down. I mean, we have alligator season here in Arkansas. Wow. That's crazy. How far are you from the Ozarks? I'm in them. I live in them. No shit? Yeah. Oh, wow. I live in the Boston Mountain part of the Ozarks, but I'm there. I'm in them. Wow. That's crazy. See, because that was a very real fear for me growing up, being the nature-educated child I was. I knew we had alligators, and I was terrified that somebody would have, would have an alligator or somehow an alligator got into the lake that we all swam in. Um, That was... was that, do you remember the show Rescue 911? There's one episode of that show that scared the hell out of me, and it was an alligator attack that happened at a lake. Uh, <laughs> that made me think completely differently of lakes until I found out that there were no alligators in Washington, and I was like, oh, thank God. Thank but, I mean, God. at the same time, unless you just jump right on top of one, if, if they'll leave you alone. Hmm. I, I mean, okay. Guys, they're, 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 they're super compared to, like, say like a Nile crocodile or a saltwater crocodile or something like that. The American species of crocodilians are chill compared to those guys. Like, uh, I mean, there's people that just swim with them in the Everglades when they're in the clear water. Like now granted, I wouldn't go try to swim with one in like the murky water, but in the clear water, I'd give it a shot. Good luck with that. I'll pay to watch. <laughs> they're, they're ambush predators, man. They, if you, if, if you're looking at them and they know you see them, they ain't going to try to get you. Ambush predators. All right. Uh, do they know that they are ambush predators and they're not supposed to attack you? <laughs> oh, man. They've been doing it for millions of years. They got it down. <sighs> I'm not willing to take that risk. <laughs> they're they're wild animals. I don't trust a wild animal. That like, Look, I remember I, as a kid, I saw, I saw people ho- holding um, at the zoo one of those giant boa constrictors. I ran up and touched it. And I thought... At any moment, this thing could turn on these people. <laughs> you know what I mean? At any moment, a wild animal can do what wild animals do. You would have hated my neighborhood. So one of my neighbors across the street has a Colombian red-tailed boa. Oh, God. He fed it one day and forgot to close the cage. He, they live in their garage, in their, in their terrariums. That some bitch got out, made it across the street, up a pole and in the, my neighbors next to me it ended up in their reef on their front door oh my just, god just all up in it i'll find the picture and i'll i'll send it to you uh Dude. but just just all curled up in there and it's not a little it's not a little fella either <laughs> the snakes are fucking evil dude i had a one of my very good friends um had snakes for a while and they had a, a red tail boa yeah and i used to be disturbed i was so sad for the rats and shit when they got fed um because there was a period of time where they were just dropping these things right in without stunning them and shit. they have this little thing that bam knock them in the head and like disable them so that they won't bite the snake but for a while they were just dropping these rats like full-size rats into a giant box just a cardboard yeah. box with this snake and there was many times where the snake would corner the rat and the rat would be sitting there shaking in fear pissing and shitting itself and then the snake just traumatizes it and then gets it. And I'm like, just eat the fucking thing. You know, it's so, traumatizing the poor rat. <laughs> like, so, so doing that, that's poor animal husbandry. 
for sure. Um, for the for the fact of the prey item, like you said, it was terrified. Hmm. Um, it's not humane, and then no. also the fact that that prey item could choose fight, yeah, instead of sit there and shit itself, yeah. and then you're damaging the animal in your care, yeah, because those rat that that those rat teeth can slice up snakes quicker. Oh than yeah, shit. I, one time it did try to uh, bite and. Um, my buddy's girlfriend, who was actually the snake, the snake owner, um, yeah. had to stun the like she was. Oh God, it was so inhumane. She was like flicking the rat in its head as hard as she could to get it to like not bite him. Yeah, and I was just like, this is bad. And then finally, it got to the point where it wasn't worth the risk anymore, and they were picking him up by the tail and just going wham with this little like club thing, and just bashing their poor little heads in, and then dropping them in, and they're all. You know, half momos in there just shaking so, around, and it was so, bad. I don't, I don't like that kind of shit. I, I know people that like own ball python breeding operations, uh-huh. and that entails you have to have a rat breeding operation as well. Uh-huh. So they have a shed where they breed and raise rats for feeders, God. and they sell, and they sell the feeders as well. Because I mean, rats proliferate yeah. like crazy. Yeah, what they do is they flash freeze. The rats, and it humanely done. Um, American connection with Aztec Blue. I don't know what Aztec Blue is. Dutch guys. American connection with Aztec Blue. Dutch guys. Uh, it's our buddy Dustin. He has surprised me a couple times. I never would have thought that this redneck from Michigan would have. Uh, such a wide range of knowledge when it comes to conspiracy stuff. I get nothing but a paint color. Can you clarify, Dustin, what you're talking about um, when it comes to the American connection with Aztec Blue? Yeah, I just get colors. I mean, some cool shirts. (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, so yeah, no, I mean, it's just so they like flash freeze them. And then they send you a frozen bag, and you just put it in a bowl of warm water. That's the most humane way to feed. I I have heard of the flash. How do they flash freeze them? Uh, liquid nitrogen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> poor rats, man. They don't. <laughs> they don't have it easy. Those poor. Those poor. No, no, they sure don't. Unfortunately. Um, okay. Why the fuck did that just happen? What happened? Uh, never mind. I, my can just <laughs> just flipped onto its side, but I wasn't touching it. However, I'm gonna go ahead and attribute that to maybe my mouse tapped it. Um, I don't. I don't see. I don't see anything. I know that there's a lot of mythology involving the Aztecs. Well, yeah, I mean, they had, like, a sun god that was a dragon. Hmm. Or a rainbow serpent. Is this related to conspiracy theory at all? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's... Dustin, um, why don't you... he's just sitting there laughing now? He's like, ha-ha, I got Googling paint colors. <laughs> yeah, morons. God. Ugh. I, I could easily be fooled if somebody you know, oh, yeah, sent sure. me down a rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, Aztec blue is a form of color they used to paint where mon- the, their monuments and pyramids geologically sensitive. No explanation for how they made the substance. Interesting. So okay. they don't know how they made the color. 
What's blue representing? I I I have no idea. Now now I'm gonna have to look that up. Well, um, I'm gonna do some digging now. Interesting. So I see Maya blue as well. Oh. Manufacture the Maya blue pigment is a composite of organic and inorganic constituents, prim primarily indigo dyes derived from the leaves of anil okay. uh, plants combined with uh, paligorskite, <laughs> a natural clay which is not known to exist in abundant deposits in Mesoamerica. Similar trace amounts of other mineral additives have also been identified. Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of this or if this is even related to what the Aztecs did. But if they're Mayan, I imagine they have some sort of uh, American connection with Aztec blue. Huh. I'll have to look into that, Dustin. And uh, on that yeah, note, I've heard of that. on that note, we've gone over an hour, Matt. I think we had a pretty decent discussion about the mysterious disappearances. Um, again, I really have no theory other than the. Go I think the government knows more than they're willing to talk about, as usual. Yeah, yep. I'll give you that one. Um, I, I can't even say what I. I can't even say which way I'm leaning with it. Other than the government has to know what's going on. I mean, that's that's really the only direction you could take with it. Because I mean, it could be any number of things. Yeah. Now, now the main the bulk of disappearances occurring next to water, I find super interesting. Yeah, that is definitely interesting. Um, what does he say? There is a river tribe. Hold on. There's a river tribe of Indian remains in Georgia that the government won't let you trespass on. That might have a link. Really, I mean, yeah, most native burial grounds are not are no go. Yeah, that might have a link to the color. That's interesting, Dustin. We'll have to talk about that. Um, I, I got to do some more research on that. That's interesting. Hmm. Absolutely. But, all right, Matt. I think I think we'll wrap it up for tonight. Uh, we finally made it on time for once the past few weeks. So it's been it's been it's been a struggle bus. To get it, on time. It, it has, but you know, it's Saturday night. We have lives too. But yeah. Uh, you know, this show's a lot of fun and we enjoy it. So we'll be here every week. Every week. I'll always be here. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know if like that that one that one trip coming up for us. I don't know if it'll be late. We might pre record an episode for that one. Mm, yeah. I think we'll have to do that. You no, know, we, we should get a couple in the can. We'll talk about that off air a little bit. But yeah. That was talking paranormal, folks. My name is Chris Albrecht. That's my buddy Matt Monroe. And uh We'll see you right here next week once again to talk paranormal. And remember, anything is possible in this crazy world that we live in. <laughs> you know? Oh, very even, much so. Even American crocodiles and the hollow earth. You never know. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.